Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well and in this episode I am going to chat about the all or nothing mindset and why this is holding you back from your true fat loss potential. Okay, so all or nothing mindset. Okay, so this mindset is probably one of the most common mindsets that I um, experience with clients um, and that can be all or nothing slash perfectionist, all right? But this mindset can leave you feeling stuck, it can leave you feeling frustrated and unhappy. And why is that? So it's because you believe that you are either being really good on your diet or really bad. Like there's no middle ground, there's no grey area, it's all black or white and it's extremes. And this means that you yo-yo diet from being on a diet and being really good, and I've got good in quotation marks, to being <clears throat> off your diet and naughty. Um, and your weight and your health, like your mental and your physical health, will yo-yo alongside this. So we want to try and move away from that all or nothing um, mindset. So either being on a diet or off a diet, um, like yo-yoing in between. Um, <clears throat> because it's going to benefit not only our physical and our mental health, but it's going to um, help us get results and keep them off as well. So, like, we all know that life is going to happen in that messy middle ground. And if you want lasting fat loss results, like, you need to get okay with being the messy bitch in the middle. Um, so, things like kids, your shifts, nights out, like, surprise meals, illnesses, out, um, injuries, like, sleep, de- oh my gosh, sleep deprivation, work deadlines. Like, there's always going to be something that, that could crop up and will crop up. And if you let every single, like, little thing make you believe that you have failed or there's no point in trying, um, then you're never going to get to where you want to be. And like guys, I know this feeling all too well because I was a queen of all or nothing, especially at the weekends. So if you're prone to saying things like, um, oh God, I eat really well during the week, but I just mess it all up at the weekend. Um, or I try to be good after I've eaten something really bad, uh, or potentially like you see a number on the scales and it it wasn't what you wanted and it makes you feel like you've failed. Or maybe you um, that number then leads to you feeling like you have to punish yourself either by exercising or by reducing, like slashing your calories because you think that's what you need to do to get results. Um, if you can relate to any of these like I'm going to share with you a few things that I did to help me move past this and find balance and get results as well because I was very much that person that was on it or off it like there was no middle ground and what I would do would I would, I would be like the one sitting reading like fashion magazines or like um, women's health magazines on night shifts like whilst munching on all the snacks and things that were there and thinking, right, tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do. And it would be some crazy fad diet, but that's what I thought. Or I'd be like sitting planning, thinking, right, I've got a hen in six weeks' time, so I'm just going to cut carbs out until I get on that hen Um, And then once everything was like after that hen like I would just go back to how I ate before. And I would end up feeling really frustrated and feeling as if it was my fault and like I lacked willpower. I just didn't have the motivation to do this. Um... Or I start to blame like other people, like, oh, 
why why do they keep bringing stuff in in night shifts like they know that I that I can't eat that stuff or whatever like and I would start to get quite resentful about it and at the end of the day like it was me, it was my mindset, that was the thing that needed to change. Um, and it was because I felt, or I believed, that I had to be like perfect and perfect on a crazy diet to get results. Or beast myself in the gym, on the treadmill, because that's what I thought you had to do to get results. Um, so this is some of the stuff and some of the mindset work. And it came from the mindset work, not from the diet. Um, so it's not like your lack of willpower, it's not the diet you're choosing, it's probably the mindset, it's probably your mindset and the way that you're thinking about things that needs to change and once you can get this, once you can start making these little changes, you will notice a massive, massive difference in both in like your your mental health, so it takes a lot of the pressure off um, and also physical health as well because you will start to see results, the, the process will, will become so much more enjoyable um, by working on the mindset. And the truth is, like, you do not need to be perfect to get results. You don't even need to be close to perfect. You do need to be consistent. You do need to put the work in. You do have to put effort in consistently. But you do not have to be perfect. And it's striving for perfection in this all or nothing mindset that is holding you back. So here are some tips that are going to help you move away from this. First thing is to practice moderation. So Stop cutting or completely cutting certain foods or food groups out of your diet. So you do not need to cut carbs um, out of your diet completely to get the results. Like, yes, you may have to reduce the portion of your carbs, but you do not have to cut them out completely. Um, you do not have to cut out chocolate completely if you really enjoy chocolate. Like, I was having this conversation um, the other week, but I would, if there was, if I didn't have to, if I, somebody said to me, you are never going to have crisps again in your life. I'd be like, okay, totally, totally fine with that. Like, I would quite easily cut crisps out of my diet um, because that wouldn't make a difference to me. But it actually probably wouldn't make a difference to, like, fat loss results if that if that was my goal because I don't really eat crisps. Um, however, if somebody said to me, you have to cut chocolate out for the rest of your life, I'd be like, hell no, bitch, that is not happening because I have... Like, I fucking love chocolate. It is literally, like, it makes me so happy having a little bit of chocolate every single day. So, I am not cutting it out. But there was a time where I did think that I had to cut out chocolate. And I was just miserable. Like, I absolutely hated life. And I could not wait for the diet to end. So, for me, practicing moderation and trusting that if I had a little bit of chocolate every single day, it was actually going to help with fat loss results because I didn't feel deprived and I wasn't thinking about chocolate all the time and I was including a little bit in moderation and it was satisfying that craving. I had it, I enjoyed it and I moved on. And that really, really helped me, stopped me from overeating on it. Um, Like when I would would have a little bit, I'd be like, oh my God, I feel bad. Then I would just overeat on it. And that moves me nicely on to my second point, and that is removing the labels on foods. So if you're prone to labeling foods like good or bad, um, and they make you feel like naughty or good, then you need to remove the, the label. And this, because having that label, like labeling foods good or labeling them bad, it can uh, make the all or nothing mindset worse. Because the minute you eat a bad food, you believe that you have quote unquote fucked it, push a big fuck 
push the big fuck it button and think, well, I might as well continue to overeat because I've had this bad food and that makes me a bad person and I've ruined my diet, so what is the point? So if you actually remove the label, like you remove the feelings of guilt and shame um, because you're not going to feel that after you've eaten them uh, because if you there's no label on it, then it's just another food, food is fuel and you can have a little bit of what you fancy in moderation and move on with your day with absolutely no negative feelings after it. And it's actually going to improve as well your relationship with food and your body because you're not going to feel bad, you're not going to feel like you've failed um, and there's no food going to be off the table. I speak about this more in the Unconditional Permission to Eat podcast as well, which was a couple back. If um, you do label foods, then that's one that would be quite useful for you to go back and listen to. Um, And also, like, so we move away from the all or nothing mindset, but it's actually going to support a healthy mindset as well. So, like I say, you're going to start viewing food as fuel rather than something that you need to have a lot of control over or completely restrict. Um, The third tip is to focus on... I can't can't speak. To focus on progress, not perfection. So like I said before, you do not have to be perfect to get results. And we want to aim for progress rather than perfection, like in your your eating habits and, and what you're doing. So celebrating the small wins. And this is something that I do with um like my groups every single Wednesday. We have Wednesday wins. Um and it's about celebrating the small wins in your week. So that could be going out like a little walk at night, even though you didn't get like your, you knew you weren't going to hit your steps, but you didn't want to sit on the couch. So that could be your wins. Or it could be knowing that you can't get your three workouts in, but you're going to do two because doing two is better than doing none. Um, Or it could be that you didn't hit your calories for the day. You maybe went over them a little bit, but you didn't subsequently overeat. It could be you didn't let the scales get in your head. um, And that then caused you to like, binge on chocolate or crisps like it's about celebrating the small wins um, and not beating yourself up about things that potentially don't go to plan because things are always going to crop up and if you can focus on little bits of progress like these are going to build over time and that's going to lead to incredible results but people often think that's not even a win like because I wasn't perfect today so they completely like brush it under the table and don't celebrate it and then they think I'm not I'm not making progress like this isn't working um like it's just I can't I can't see any good in this and they then spiral into that negative way of thinking and more often than not they stop whatever they're doing they stop the approach because they think it's not working but the the truth is they're, they're, they're focusing on trying to be perfect perfect they're so focusing on trying to be perfect Oh my God, I can't say this sentence. They're focusing on trying to be perfect and not focusing on the actual progress that they are making. And they're not being consistent enough because of this. And then they're they're not giving it enough time and being patient enough to actually see the progress. Um, Whereas if they were focusing on the progress, giving it the time and the patience that it needs and deserves, still putting the effort, still putting showing up daily, then over time, they are going to see results. But... Like, they're not giving it enough time to do it. So focus on progress, not perfection. Um, Next tip is finding healthy substitutes. So what I said before, like, stop cutting food groups completely out of your your diet. But instead, maybe look at healthier substitutes. And this is really helpful, like, if you work shifts. And I know that 
on a shift, especially a night shift, and know what the table can look like. But if you have your own healthier substitutes that are aligned with your goals, then you do not feel like you're depriving yourself and you're cutting everything out. So that could be like, instead of having a big sheer bag of crisps, you have a sheer bag of popcorn. Or it could be that if you have, um, like some, if there's like chocolate or sweets, you maybe don't bring, you maybe bring in like single portions instead of bringing in a big sheer bag. Or you have fruit instead of... Um, like jelly sweets or things like it. it's about finding healthy substitutes um, and especially see if you've got kids and stuff in the house as well like you, I know what my house is like um, especially after things like Christmas Easter birthdays like it's jam it's jam-packed with sweeties um, so you can't completely have them out of your your life in your house um, but you can try and find healthier substitutes so you don't feel as deprived and the last thing, and this is something that really helped me, but it took me a while to do it because I didn't think it was going to work and I didn't see how it could work. And that's practicing self-compassion. So being kind to yourself and remembering like little bumps in the road are just that. They're bumps in the road. They are not they are not barriers. And it's a natural part. So nobody is perfect and it's a natural part of every journey to have stumbling blocks and to have times where you don't do the things that you needed to do or you just, you wish you hadn't done it that way. Um, and it's about, so the self-compassion thing, the thing that I really struggled with because is because I thought if I, if I keep being kind to myself and showing myself self-compassion, I am never going to change because I'm just going to let myself off the hook all the time. So I need to be hard on myself and I need to like, like go hard or go home kind of mentality because that's the only way I'm going to get results. But actually when you, but the more that I was doing this, the more that I was being harder and harder and harder myself, saying, I can't believe you're doing this again. You've got no willpower. You've got no motivation. Like, it was actually making me feel guiltier. It was making me feel more shame. And I was less likely. And I, I felt as if I just couldn't make the changes because nobody's making changes from a place or guilt, from a place of guilt or shame. Um, you are making changes from a place of kindness. You're making pl- changes from a place where you feel like you are, you are worthy of the best for yourself and that comes with self-compassion um and it's also a, a really good thing as well when you we, we are practicing more self-compassion is it makes us be able to reframe situations a lot better so things like um reframing like if you didn't get a workout in today but you maybe went to bed an hour earlier and that's aligned with your goals um and you were like right well i didn't work out today but i actually feel a really wee bit tired today like so I am going to give myself that the self-compassion to rest because I know it's what my body needs and I'm going to go to bed an hour earlier because I know that I'm going to wake up tomorrow, feel so much better for it and I'm going to smash my workout out tomorrow. Um, or it's things like if you did overeat, it's maybe like finding the, the reframe, like being self-compassionate and asking yourself why that happened, not beating yourself up about it. Like being non-judgmental is a really important thing with self-compassion, but just being like, right, well, I overate today, but I think it was because I was a little bit stressed at work and I took that stress home and um, I then overate on my dinner or overate after dinner. So you know why it happened. You have the self, you had the self-compassion to actually ask yourself why it happened and not beat yourself up about it. And therefore you can make steps in the future to stop that happening again. Um, so there's lots of different things like self-compassion will help you do. And that was a big thing for me. Like when I stopped beating myself up about being perfect or not being perfect and um, 
realized why that was holding me back and was self-compassion self-compassionate and kind that was when I started to make changes um for the better and I don't beat myself up when things happen now like because I have a busy life I have two kids I can't do it all um and I know this and I'm compassionate enough myself with myself now to not let myself off because that's not compassion self-compassion like self-compassion is being able to recognize like when you are being too hard on yourself and reining it in a little bit, but also not let, giving yourself the excuse time and time again, because sometimes the most self-compassionate thing to do is when you come in for work and you're like, you've had a really stressful day and you're tired, it's actually been like, well, do you know what? Yes, I am. But is sitting on the couch eating chocolate going to help me? No, it's not. Actually getting out a walk or going to the gym um, or prepping food for tomorrow that's actually going to help me. So it's pushing yourself to do the most self-compassionate thing for you. It's not giving yourself um, the easy way out all the time. And it's recognising the difference in when you need, like, it's called, like, um, our Kirsten Neff, who Neff is, like, the queen of self-compassion. She calls it fierce um, self-compassion versus nurturing self-compassion, I think. Um, but it's known when you need a little bit of nurturing self-compassion and when you need a little bit of fierce self-compassion. But this is one of the like the biggest and the best things that I found helped me move away from that all or nothing mentality. So a wee reframe. So kind of five tips. So practice moderation, removing the labels on food, focusing on progress, not perfection, finding healthy substitutes, and practicing self-compassion. Like these are the five things that really helped me move away from all or nothing um mindset when it came to like fat loss initially fat loss and health um but now so like maintenance and maintaining results so it's going to help throughout your journey it's going to help like the full thing so most important take home from this podcast is about taking imperfect action and showing up each day and doing what you can okay and knowing that you don't have to be perfect to make progress not even close it's about being consistent and these like imperfect actions are like building blocks. So one single action seems insignificant when you're building like a wall or a house. But if you continue to stack them over time, you're going to have like this incredible wall or this incredible dream house. So it's about sticking with it, being consistent. And you can't be consistent if you're trying to be perfect all the time. So you need to challenge yourself when you have these feelings like you failed. Like don't throw everything away at like over one bump in the road, like finding the reframe. Um, and yeah, no one expects perfection. So like you don't expect it from others. So why do you expect it from yourself? So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that if you're listening to this and you are a bit of a like a weekend warrior um, and you kind of you things go out the window at the weekend like I hope this helps and I hope it helps you reframe what you're doing and get incredible results but if you have any questions and if you want to speak to me about coaching um, then you can find me on instagram heather.moffit.fitness um, or you can drop me a whatsapp I'll leave the details in the show notes but if you've enjoyed this podcast and if you know somebody who has the all or nothing men- mentality and you think they'd benefit from this, please pass it forward because it really helps me help as many people as possible. But I hope you all have lovely, lovely days and I will speak to you all on the next episode.